and I can't thank you enough that, you know, little girl from South Korea, I was born in tiny little island. Now, who would ever thought that I never, never dreamt that one day that I will come to the United States of America and that God would save me and that God would use me to, you know, preach the gospel and pastor an American people. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring, that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so delighted that you are with us. And we're also delighted to have with us Pastor Young Briarly from Lostant, Illinois. She pastors a church in a cornfield, and God is moving there. But we want you to learn about her background and how God brought her from her childhood in South Korea to become a pastor of a church in the United States of America. It's an amazing story, and it will encourage you that if you have some background that uh, is complicated, God wants to uncomplicate it and bring you into His precious promises. So before we get started, we'd like to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and you can browse through our previous podcasts that we have. We have a podcast player there, and we've got uh, links to our events that are coming up, and you can browse our bookstore. We've got all kinds of wonderful things there. And if you feel led of the Holy Spirit, you can help us out and donate and help help us keep this uh, podcast going on. And um, there's just all kinds of wonderful things that are out there. And we invite you to go there and uh, and get connected with us. And we'd love to hear feedback from you if you'd like to send us an email. Our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So we have with us today a new friend, uh, Pastor Young Briarly, and we are just delighted to have her with us. Pastor Young, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. We're really excited about this. We met you a couple of years ago in in uh, a conference that you put on, and, and that was a really difficult time for you to even find a place that would host a conference mm-hmm. and. Yeah. In September mm-hmm. of 2020, we know what was going on then, yes. and uh, and and you had uh, Pastor Tony Kemp with you, and Dean Braxton, and Kevin Zadai, and and we we were invited really by Pastor Tony. He suggested that we come mm-hmm. to it, and um, and that, so that's where we met you and and mm-hmm. Dean, and and uh, briefly met Kevin, and. Um, I'm excited to to really begin a relationship here. Now, I know that you came to one of our conventions back in the 90s. Yes. That itself was a miracle that we were able to come because we did not belong to, by all means, you know, a member or, you know, join end-time handmaidens. But I don't know how we got that, you know, like uh, information about end time handmaidens. I just know that was a miracle hand of God because I got an invitation 
and in the in the mail i shouldn't oh. have gotten it because i never registered <laughs> i never signed up and wow. i have no idea how i got you know invited so i called to find out if they they have my name on their list they said that they cannot find my name anywhere oh. whatsoever wow. it was an angelic wow. post yes wow. that was just what i was gonna say it was special delivery by the angels <laughs> yeah, so then I got it, and so when I called over there and said that, you know, the hotel was booked where they had their conference there, wow. and they say, wait a minute, we we just have a one room available, <laughs> and uh. yeah, I mean, you know, we, it was just booked and solid, and they just said that one room available, so they even, they, they said that that was a miracle, that they can't figure out how that room was available. Glory so, we, yeah, we attended, and so when we got there, and I went by the desk registration, they asked them if, again, they checked it, they said that their name was not, our name was not on their list, so there's no way that we should have got an, you know, that information in the mail. So wow. that's how we got there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Glory to God. I love, love those it. kinds of stories where you can tell that God has intervened. Yeah. So, yes. so you were born in Korea, and yes. uh, your husband came in the military, and you met, and then what happened? <laughs> so, uh, without getting into all the details, yes, yeah, so we met, and then um, he came to U.S., and we corresponded through the mail for about a year. And of course, you know, he asked me to marry him. And so anyway, but I came to U.S. and then uh, we went through all the regular process of how you're supposed to get married. Okay, so we got married. And then, uh, yeah, that's how it happened. I was going to go further with uh, my, you know, a testimony of salvation. But Well, I want to hear, so, at least briefly, Okay, how did you get saved? Sure. Yeah, so... so uh, after I come to the U.S. and then we got married, but you know, I grew up in South Korea. So of course, you know, South Korea. If you know anything about their culture or you know customs or anything like that, you know, uh, it's a very uh, which are strict. Uh, I guess in the relationships, a lot of things like that. So I was very sheltered and I didn't know a whole lot. But I do. I do want to say is that I grew up at home. My father was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with a lot of verbal and physical abuse. And, you know, I did not witness much love or anything like that. And to the day that my dad passed away, that he never told me he loved me. It's not that he did mm -hmm. not love me, but, you know, he didn't know how to express. But, mm -hmm. you know, he expressed it in a different ways that I know that he loved me. So anyway, and uh, that's how I grew up. And then when I married my husband, when we were dating, I knew he was a drinking, but I just never really thought about he was a, such a heavy drinker mm. uh, that to the point that it, it was going to affect our marriage. Of course, when you when I was dating, I didn't think about marriage, anything like that, because, you know, that was the furthest thing from my mind. So mm. when we got married, you begin to, you know, when you marry, you live together 24, you know. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, I begin to see things like this is more than just casual drinking. Mm. So later on, um, fast forward, we were married for, you know, quite a while. And then um, 
you know, we got into a lot of fights because of his drinking, because I grew up with an alcoholic dad, and then I'm learning I'm married to a man who is a more than a casual drinker. Mm. He would always go to bar after the work, and he would sit there, he would drink before he come home, oh, wow, and yeah. over the weekends, and he would just go out and just get drunk. And, you know, I just was not happy with that because I already had, you know, uh, not good you know background experience mm-hmm. so because of that we got in a lot of fights and and i remember uh one christmas eve and i thought he was going to work and he came home about one o'clock in the afternoon he was so drunk that he couldn't even stand up straight and i was so upset because i had a plan to spend you know the beautiful christmas eve you know as a family and he was so drunk and he couldn't even stand up. And I finally said, I've had enough and I don't want to stay married like this for the rest of my life. And I remember how, you know, the, my mom and dad's married, you know, um, yes. And I didn't want it like that. So I finally said, I'm done with you. I don't want to have anything to do with this marriage. I'm done. So I packed his clothes and I threw out and I just, you know, closed the door on him. Of course, you know, I was <laughs> concerned he was drunk and, you know, I was concerned about his safety and his, you know, what's going to happen. But, you know, fast forward, he came home and uh, I was just on, you know, going to file for divorce. And just then a friend of mine came and she talked to me about Jesus. And I just want to quickly tell you my background. I grew up at home. I did not go to church. So I have no church background, none whatsoever. My mom was a Buddhist. So was my dad. Mm. So a couple of times I went to Buddhist temple with my mom. I have never been in the church other than one occasion. I heard that Christmas Eve, they were handing out candies. So <laughs> I went, I, I think I was maybe eight or nine years old. Mm. And that was the only time I actually stepped in the church. Uh, you know, that just because that's only I have a just, you know, just very faint memory of that. Other than that, you know, I went to Catholic school, but because I wasn't a believer, I was not allowed into their mass or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I didn't know anything. Oh, so wow. I never heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I never heard anybody tell me that, you know, Jesus loves you or it just really never really knew anything about the gospel. So when she came and she talked to me about Jesus, I didn't know what she was talking about. I could not relate to her, but something in my heart gravitated toward, you know, towards her, what she was sharing. So she took me to her friend's house and uh, her friend opened up this brown book now I know that was Bible, but at the time I didn't know that was Bible. And I think I can honestly, truly say that I don't think I ever saw Bible in my life. Wow. You know, if, if I saw it, it would have been a brown book, but I didn't know that was Bible. That's how ignorant I was of the gospel. I was wow. of the Bible. So she opened up this book and she read something and she put that book down and she looked at me. She said, now you pray. <laughs> it's it's like she thought I've been to church. It's like she thought that I prayed before or I heard a prayer, you know, and I didn't. But I remember I looked up to heaven and I began to say something. And I don't know what I said to this day. I don't remember one single word that I said, 
But I knew that I knew without a shadow of doubt, there's something took place in my heart and tears begin to stream down my face. And I knew something had happened. And I remember next day, immediately, I called one of my friends and I just went and I told her and about my experience. Now, I don't even remember what I said, but my friend could see something happened to me. Glory so to I brought her with me to Bible study and I says, Pastor, here she is. And my pastor led her to the Lord. And so that wow. was February 8th, 2008, I mean, 1983, wow. 10.30 a.m. in the morning. Wow. And I have never looked back and I'm wow. so grateful. God <laughs> saved my life. And he, you know, he, he gives me privilege and honor to serve him. I'm just blown away what the Lord, what the Lord is doing and what the Lord has done with me and in my life. I can never thank him enough. I'm just so forever grateful and I want to love him and serve him to my last dying breath. So I'm very grateful. Oh, glory yeah. to God. <laughs> yeah. So at, I, I'm sure there's a long story involved, but but at some point, the Lord began to uh, give you the understanding. And obviously, your husband got saved also, and then um, he gave you the vision to pastor. Yes. So um, after I became a born-again believer, I guess it was the Holy Spirit led me. And I knew that we were supposed to go to church and I didn't know where to go. So at the time, my husband was going to Catholic church. So <laughs> I said, honey, we need to go to church. So then this is a prayer that I pray. I didn't know how to pray. But all I said was, I says, God, uh, you know, I've been trying to change my husband. And, and I, <laughs> I says, you know, and I, it's not working. So would you change me, make wow. me the kind of woman you want me to be and make me the kind of wife my husband would like for me to be. And I remember Lord took me and he began to deal with me, not my husband. Mm. <laughs> and he, he began to deal with me about my attitudes towards my husband. That the way I talk to my husband, the things my I say to my husband, and Lord begin to tell me that that was not right, and that so I go to my husband and I said, I am sorry, honey, please forgive me for the way I talk to you, the things I said to you, and my attitude. And it got to a point. My husband says, "Now what?" Yes. And so Lord was just dealing with me here. I thought, you know, really, that's what I pray that Lord, I want the Lord to change me. So about three weeks after I got saved, not, be, you know, that my husband followed me to the Bible study and he gave his life to the Lord. Wow. Praise wow. God. Yes. So not because... I was, you know, just really, you know, the, the completely changed. I was so right. I was so good. But what, what was happening was my husband could see I was changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm going to go to Bible study. And if you want to go with me, fine. If you don't want to, that's okay. And I think one day he said, I just got tired of staying home by myself. So he followed me to Bible study. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love but it. But long, yeah, long story short, you know, the, it's the goodness of God, faithfulness of God. God yes. worked in His heart, and so you know, I didn't have to wait very long for my husband to give his life to the Lord, and we begin to serve the Lord. So then we got. Uh, I was just like so hungry. Mm-hmm. I was running after God like I just, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what should I say? That um, a homeless, orphan, hungry beggar in the street. Mm-hmm. And I was devouring anything that I can find. Mm-hmm. And I would just like, it just wanted to know this God that I never knew, I never heard mm-hmm. about. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, God has not disappointed me. Mm-hmm. He is That's amazing, good. amazing. Amazing. And I can't thank him enough that, you know, little girl from South Korea, I was born in tiny little island. Who would ever thought that I never, never dreamt that one day that I would come to the United States of America and that God would save me and that God would use me to, you know, preach the gospel and pastor an American people, can you imagine? <laughs> That's an American people. As you can see, that I don't speak eloquently, I don't speak with a perfect English, but I love God and I want to preach the gospel and I want to serve Him well. So therefore, I say yes. So whatever. And, you know, whenever he gives me an opportunity, I wanted to tell the story of, you know, God who is so amazing and he Mm -hmm. is, he's able to do anything and through anybody. And that's my story. (laughs) Oh, what a beautiful story. And I I just want to say something to the listeners that get a fresh vision for whoever you are, wherever you are in the whole wide world. Whether you're in South Korea or whether you're in Timbuktu, it doesn't matter where you are. God has a plan for your life, just exactly like he had for Pastor Young, that, you know, she grew up in a Buddhist home and and under alcoholism and, and the abuse that goes with that. But the Lord had a plan for her life. And in the process of the plan, in the process of the promises— He brought her from point A to point B to point C, Mm -hmm. moving her through traumas and moving her into blessings and moving her through difficulties. He moved her into his purposes and into his plan. And, And I just want to encourage you, listener, that he will do the same thing for you, no matter what stage you are in, in your walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Perhaps yes. you've, you've just heard about him. Perhaps you're, you've walked with him for 50 years. It doesn't matter. God has a promise and a purpose and a process. Um, so I just want to ask you, Pastor, a little bit more about the process, because the Lord gives you, gives, you you've walked through processes, and yes. and uh, you've 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 received promises from the Lord, and I think you have a real good understanding about what happens that makes people give up on the promises. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, before I get to that, let me just add a little bit something. You know, I will jump into that one. In the process, where first of all, when God begins to um, wanting to use me, and at the beginning. I felt so inadequate. So every time when invitations, you know, every time when the invitation came, I kept saying no, because Hmm. 
I said, I can't talk right. I don't speak well. And I feel like I didn't have anything to offer. And the only thing I could really say was, you know, I'm thankful, grateful to the Lord for saving my soul. And, you know, and I kept saying no. And uh, one day the Lord dealt with me and my husband used to get very upset with me. You know, God <laughs> has even opened doors for me to be invited to uh, speak. I mean, uh, uh, get on the TV show in Chicago, you know, and just, you know, I won't get into other areas, but I'm just saying as, but, uh, you know, it was my inadequacy that stopped me from doing that. Also, I realized it was also my pride. Mm -hmm. So Lord dealt with me on my pride and I was using inadequacy as my, what should I say, you know, clutch or, you know, my crutch excuse. or whatever you want to say. Yeah, excuse. But, you know, but it was really my pride that kept me from uh, saying yes. So one day I just finally just say, Lord, you know, I confess, I repent from now on. Whenever you open doors for me to speak or minister, I will say, yes, you are the one who has to shut that door. So in the process, at one time, I was invited to uh, speak at a church in London, England, wow, and wow. it was their annual conference. And uh, a new pastor says, I'm not a post-woman, but I just thought about it. I have never uh, uh, had a woman as a guest speaker on our annual conference. So I was actually the first woman to speak at their annual conference. Huh. And, you know, <laughs> and it was absolutely amazing. Only the God can do that. We all know that. But the, my husband says, he's, you know, when uh, I, I think it was our anniversary and he wanted to go visit South Korea. So when we went, he didn't want to go anywhere. He just wanted to see what I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. We didn't even own a home, and we were living off of, you know, my uncle just gave us one room, and we lived there. So anyway, my husband just wanted to see that. So when we went to see that, he said, look what the Lord has done. He took in a pauper to the palace. Wow. Glory to God. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, but I just want to just, the reason I'm testifying that is only God can do that. It is a God's story, and that's God's dream for each and every one. Who would ever think somebody like me would ever encounter a day like that? So I just wanted to encourage everyone who's listening to Under the Sound of My Voice, I just want you to be encouraged, you know, and I don't want you to make decisions according to your own ability, your own adequacy. Now I begin the dream with God. God's dream is so big. Yeah. I just know that he wants to fulfill every dream that God dreamt about us when he created us mm -hmm. and put us on earth at such time as this. Yes. So I just say, go all the way with God mm -hmm. and you will be excited. You'll be so energized and you'll be just absolutely elated that what God wants to do and what he's going to do in you and through you. So. Amen. 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 So you were you began to get this calling to do to pastor, but you yeah. had such excitement and hunger for the Lord 
What kind of a church did you want to have? What were you seeing from the Lord? You know what? I really did not even think about, really didn't even think about that because when I got saved and uh, first I attended Bible study from then on, uh, people in that group, they were attending uh, Spearfield Mennonite Church. Oh, so oh, from wow. our Bible study group, and you know, we uh, they started the uh, they started a new church. So we immediately got involved in in a helping us uh, starting and building a new church. So we served there. While we were serving there, uh, we met this couple who were in prison ministry. So we got involved with the prison ministries. So, you know, we just begin to develop more hunger and hunger. We couldn't get enough of God. So anyway, fast forward. And then from there, we got released from there. And then we... Uh, attend the other church, which they were just the beginning of a new church and just, you know, studying. So we went there to help them, uh, you know, just starting a church. From there, God released us. So uh, when God released us, we just said, you know, Lord, we want to go somewhere that where we could do. We just want to attend the church. We didn't have you know, we didn't think about we were going to be passing the church or pastor church. We really, oh. you know, my husband and I did not think that we had a call or we even, you know, think about possibly we have gift the pastor. But I just know one thing. I just knew one thing was that I love God and I, I, and I want to serve God and I want to preach the gospel and I want to minister to people. So I was just satisfied with the leading people to the Lord at Walmart, at Kmart, you know, yeah. at the mall and at the grocery store, anywhere that I had an opportunity to talk to people. I told the people about the Lord and I didn't care where it was. And I just wanted to talk to them about Jesus and you know, Lord bless me with many opportunities to lead people to the Lord and outside of a church. So that was my passion. And so before we, I talked about that, you know, when we got released from first church, we attended this church. When we attended that church, Lord told me, he said, young, I knew it was time to, you know, for us to move on. And Lord says, you know, when it's time for you to move on, I will lead you. Don't go out looking for church. Just wait on me. And I said, okay. So then uh, when it was, you know, when Lord led us, and it was such a distance. It's like one hour, 45 minutes one way. And so I said, Lord, it's so far. And so I really wanted to, you know, this know it's God's will. And if I remember correctly, and I fast and prayed, and I remember one day, and as I was praying, and I heard the Lord clearly said, Young, I want you to read Exodus chapter 24, seven times. You know, and I just go ahead and open the Bible and I read. And when I read it, I did not stop that after three times, after five times, after six times. And just as soon as I got done reading seven times, the Lord spoke to me clearly. And I don't want you to be like those elders of the Israelites are standing on the foot of the mountain, looking up on top of the mountain where Moses entered into the glory of God. I want you to be where my glory is. Amen. And I knew that I had an answer. So from there, no, we drove to that church for literally, I can't remember exactly, maybe three to four years. Wow. And we went 
faithfully, one hour, 45 minutes, so one way. And pastor was absolutely amazed, could not believe that we, you know, just faithfully, you know, would go there. So when we went, I don't know how long we were there, maybe a couple months, pastor said, uh, Ray and Young, you know, we want to ordain you. I want to ordain you. Would you wow. want to be ordained? I said, no, 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 I don't want to be ordained. <laughs> <laughs> and so from then on, and we got released, and then we helped start other churches. So after that, we were seeking the Lord about it, and Lord spoke to us to start a church. And so when we started a church, and I just felt like, Really? I was like, so the, I, my response to the Lord was, I knew it was me who's going to be pastoring because my husband and we both knew, you know, if you, you, you met my husband, yes. you know how he is. So, you know, he doesn't like to be in front of people. He doesn't like to talk. You know, he doesn't <laughs> like to do any of those things. So he just loves to be in background and pray and intercede, do all the background things so that I can do what God called me to do. He says, I know what God called me to do. He said, I know what God called me to do. I know what God called you to do. And I am content and satisfied where I'm at. And don't ask me to do things that I don't enjoy. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I said, okay. And, you know, when people don't understand that background story, they're wondering, you know. So anyway, uh, when Lord told us to start a church, so what we did was that day, first of all, that day I said, okay, Lord, you know, uh, I live in a small community, very religious community. I'm a Korean woman and woman, and I can't even talk right. I have all the strikes against me, and but I was I will do whatever you ask me to do. But I ask you one thing: if I ever have to worry about money, I'm done. Wow! And you know, the Lord has been faithful. Glory he kept God. His Amen. promise. To this day, I can honestly say that Lord has blessed us abundantly, tremendously. There's no words to describe. God is faithful. He is true to his word. He keeps his promise. And, nice. you know, that's how we started church. So when we first started church, we didn't automatically, you know, open up Sunday morning. And we did that. What we did was we first started with just getting together every Friday night. We prayed. We prayed mm -hmm. every Friday night. To this day, we still have a prayer meeting every Friday night. Beautiful. I believe that without a shot of that, if we didn't have that, I believe we wouldn't be still here. I believe mm. that prayer is the key to this foundation. Prayer mm. is a key yeah. to everything. And so we did that. And from then on, and then eventually we started meeting together Wednesday night for Bible study. So after that, and the Lord spoke to me through scripture, he said, you know, the using the story of uh, King Asa, I think I'm trying to remember, I, you know, <laughs> anyway, so remember when he was born, he was hidden for seven years. Do you remember that story? Mm -hmm. yes. And so, you know, and, and like he's, you know, the, I think a priest was a Jehoiada, you know, he was, so he was the one who gave him counsels so after 70 years and they brought him to, you know, openly and they, you know, or they named him as a king. And so anyway, God, God used that scripture to tell me, I don't want you to hide anymore. I want you to go on the public 
place begin to open up and have a Sunday morning services. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So then we talked to our pastor and shared with him, you know, even though we did that, you know, we continue to consult with our pastor, you know. And so uh, he said, yes, we release you. Yes, you're right. And, and you know, like that. By the way, me, let me go back and say this. When Lord told us to start a church, we said, Lord, we're going to talk to our pastor. You need to confirm this. And so Lord told us, you know, I think it was a four things very specifically. We did not tell our pastor what the Lord told us, those four things. Okay. So we just say, Pastor, and would you pray for us? We need to make a decision. And, uh, you know, we don't know exactly, you know, what to do. So we're praying. We're asking the Lord. And so he says, okay, uh, me and the elders, we will go and pray. When he came out and when they came out, he told us exactly the same four things that Lord has spoken to us. Beautiful. So we knew it was the Lord's will. So that's how we did. And so then we started with a prayer meeting. Then we met Wednesday night and then Friday night. And eventually, I don't know how much longer after, then we begin to open up. The first Sunday we opened up was Easter Sunday. Of course, we know it's a resurrection Sunday. So we did that. And then, you know, of course, we were... Uh, during the time when we, the first time we went to public was a Resurrection Sunday, we rent a building, we did that. But since we didn't have a regular place of a meeting, we continued to meet at our home. And so during that time, and, you know, we got very discouraged and, you know, we didn't want to, you know, continue. It will, you know, it was easier to quit, right? It's always right. easier to yeah. quit than yeah. continue to contend for. And so I decided I was going to go on 40-day fast. Wow. I'm oh. telling you, when you go on 40-day fast, please use wisdom. Mm-hmm. I was so naive on fasting. I look back after many years later, God showed me if God did not protect me during time the time of fast, I should have been dead, really. Wow. God protected me. So I won't get into the details, but I want to share this part. So when I went on 40-day fast, I asked the Lord, I says, I asked two things. First of all, I want to know clearly this is your will that you want us to continue with the church. I says that we only have a handful of people. It's not growing, you know. And so then, and second thing was, I says, if you want me to do this, I says, I really don't know how to love people. I really don't know how to do it. You know, I don't know, you know, any of these things. So please show me your heart. And mm-hmm. so that I would be able to love people, treat people the way you treat people, where you treat you know, where you love people. I'm not saying I have arrived, but, you know, God showed me his heart. So after 40 days was over, and I wish I can tell you that on the 40th day, I got, you know, the, you know, the visitation from the Lord, all of this. I didn't get any of that. But I think it was a three or four days after I got off fast. And I went to this um, prayer and intercession conference. When I went there, the last day as I was leaving and through the pastor of that church, God unfolded the literally prophetic picture unfolding a scene of Jesus feeding 5,000. It was a scene of Jesus feeding 5,000 through that pastor, how she was treating people. And it reminded me of a Jesus feeding 5,000. And God showed me that how he felt about towards his people, his 
loving and compassionate and kind. And he wants to be with his people. He want to feed his people. His heart is so full of love and compassion. And I can still remember to see that scene. And so when God showed me that, okay, he answered me that. So then after that, I think about towards two or three months later, someone came to us who barely knew us and gave us money. They said that we sold the two apartment buildings and hmm. Lord told us that 10% of this, you know, self apartment building told words, your church building, he doesn't know wow. anything about us. Wow. And so, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so then we put that money in the bank and then the Lord gave us this present building where we are, we are meeting for nothing. We wow. put a dollar on the paper, but we got this building for nothing, nothing. Wow. So then when we got this building, we had the money in the bank. People were giving us money. So we renovated this building. We purchased everything brand new, everything. But with me, you know, still wanted to have security. So I said, Lord, after we get everything done, I want to have at least $10,000 left in the savings. Wow. And that's what he did. <laughs> and so he is so faithful. He kept his promise. He is still keeping. And we are still here. And God is amazing. Amen. Amen. How many wow. years ago was that? Oh, my goodness. So that was, okay, so we started meeting at our house in fall of 1996. And mm. so then I remember we met at our house for you know, a couple of years. So when we got this building, uh, in two, the year 2000, we came in the building year 2000, June in 2000. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's 22 years now. Wow. Glory yeah. to God. Yeah. Glory. It, it's just another example of God's faithfulness. He does keep mm -hmm. his promises. Well, yes. I think I think what we can do, if if you're open to this, I I would like for us to have you back to tell the rest of the story about contending and equipping and engaging oh, yes. for the outpouring and, and share some of the supernatural stories that you yeah, have. Yeah, we don't we have could. time to do that all on one. <laughs> yes. So so um, before we close for this for this episode, would you pray for the listeners who need to hear from the Lord uh, about, about just pray for them to have an experience with his faithful, faithfulness? Yes. Father, I just thank you for this day. What an amazing God you are. You are faithful, you're kind, and you're patient. You're compassionate, and you're merciful. You are so good. Thank you for letting me experience all of this and even more. Father, right now, I pray for every person who are under the sound of my voice. Lord, I ask that you would touch each and every one. Touch them with your love. Yes. Touch them with your kindness. Touch them with your peace and your unspeakable joy. Father, just as you have been patient with me and you allow me to experience your goodness, your faithfulness, and your amazing grace, I ask you to do so. This day, Lord, I believe, I see in this spirit, there's someone under the sound of my voice as they, this person who hears my testimony Tears are streaming down this person's face. I believe that this person is about to pull over 
because they cannot drive, this person cannot drive any longer. Minister your love to this person. I thank you. Let this person encounter experience your love and your faithfulness like you have shown to me. The promises you have to give to this person. After 27 years of persevering and contending for breakthrough, Father, especially her family, salvation. So I thank you. I thank you that you are ministering to this person. I thank you, Lord. And Father, I pray for Father, each and every person who hears, Father, this encouragement from my testimony, that you will remind them of your faithfulness through your word. You remind them of your promises. You remind them of, Father, your goodness, Lord. So this day, Lord, in Jesus' name, especially I pray for those that who have given their life to you but have walked away or just not, Father, that running after you with a passion and zeal like they used to. So I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would draw them back to you. You will remind them of your promise to them. Father, let them dream again. Hmm. Let them, Father, begin to um, cry out to you. Come to them through dreams and visions. Help them to find a portion of a scripture where they they used to, Father, just meditate upon and pray and prophesy and decree over themselves. I thank you, Lord. And there is family who uh, uh, has six children, but they're concerned about sixth child. I ask you, Lord God, to give peace to them that you have your hand upon this sixth child and this ch- touch these child's physically, mentally, emotionally. You bring healing and peace and complete peace in this situation. So I thank you, Father, for what you're doing, Lord. I give you praise, Lord God. Thank Thank you, you, Lord. And so, Father, today, I just pray that you would draw the people who have not been running after you like they used to. I thank you. You're going to remind them. You are, Father, breathing up on them. You are awakening them once again. I thank you. Those forgotten dreams, those forgotten promises, those forgotten prophecies, Lord, I thank you. And I pray for those possibly might be listening to me, Lord, who's never given their life to you. Maybe they've been in the church. Maybe they have never been. But, Father, I pray this day that you touch them with your love, Touch them with your kindness. Touch them. How? Let them know how real you are. So this day, Lord, just breathe up on them. So I just want to say this prayer. You can repeat after me or you can pray with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you this day. I surrender my life to you. I give you my heart. I have not been happy. I have been looking for many things, in many places, I have not found one. Today I come to you. I know I need to be forgiven of my sins. You're the only one who can forgive me of my sins. So today, receive me 
I receive you. Would you help me? I want to love you. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. So from this day on, help me to live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for uh, coming back for me. Thank you, Jesus, for the promise of eternity. I thank you. I give you my life. Father, I thank you this day. I pray that you touch people that who are uh, struggling financially. This day, Lord God, I pray, first of all, reveal yourself to them as a, you are their provider, that you know and you see their need. So I pray that you intervene in their financial situations, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you would help them somehow come through for them. They'd be able to pay rent. They'd be able to make a car payment. They'd be able to make a house payment. I thank you, Lord. Someone who is in needing of $1,000 and $5,000. Father, I thank you for the miracle and the breakthrough they're going to encounter experience. I pray for Father also, physical Father ailment. That someone who is dealing with a liver and a heart problem. God, I decree breakthrough. Father, I thank you. You are the divine healer. Then nothing is impossible. I decree create a miracle. I decree, Lord God, this day that breathing become normal. I thank you. They will no longer have a heart problem. Or Father, in Jesus' name, with the breathing uh, heartbeat problems, Lord, I thank you. And I thank you, Lord. You are amazing. I pray, Father, right now. Also, I pray for a person or many that who are dealing with a sciatica pain, that nerve that dealing with it, they cannot even sleep. So I command all the pain to leave in the name of Yeshua and reason for the pain and cause of the pain. I command it to be ceased and stopped right now. I decree and declare healing power of God to manifest in their body. They will be completely be free of pain. So I thank you. Father, I bless each and every one. For them to, Lord, regardless if they know you or they don't know you, regardless of their level of their relationship with you, may they go higher and deeper. May they love you more and more, and may they know how real you are. And I, this day, Lord God, every person would encounter breakthrough in their walk with you. So I thank you, Father, in the name of your precious Son, Yeshua Messiah, our Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you amen. so much, Pastor yes. Young. We're so grateful that you've been with us today, and we're excited about having you back again to share more about uh, how the Lord taught you about contending and and equipping and and uh, and some of the engaging that you're seeing in your church. So I just want to encourage all of our listeners to tune in in the next episode, and we're going to continue with Pastor Young learning some more things. But we're just grateful that you've been with us today. God bless you all. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. 
Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. <laughs>